0: So uh, welcome to AA for Entrepreneurs, another special edition. We're here with Brian from Pinewood Lodge. in uh, is this Plymouth or Carver? This is Plymouth. Okay, Plymouth. Yeah, I know it's like right yeah, on the line. It
1: is. It's, it's probably a half mile down the road it turns into Carver. So, so like throw a rock to Carver. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh,
0: you are a third
1: generation business owner? Fourth. Own? Fourth generation yes, business four. owner.
0: And uh, we just got to drive. This is actually my first time actually like, coming to the campground site and uh, we got to go down a nice little windy, little creepy road. <laughs> At definitely. night it's a little creepy, but well, yeah, yeah. Definitely it's, in the it, you're definitely like right smack dab in the woods as soon as you like go right. through the gate. Like you, you, you told us that you guys kind of designed it that way. like
1: Right, yeah, we try to do it on purpose and because uh, we like uh, a lot of our customers um, like the feel where they can just like drive 20 minutes from home and yep. they feel like they're up in New Hampshire somewhere. Right. They don't feel like they're in Plymouth where there's a lot going on and everything. So definitely a cool vibe. So, and like it's all it's a pine forest right
2: correct and all like they were it was just so uh such a photogenic woods yes we pulling in you go, go past past the gate and it's just wow even with just the the light from the headlights you can tell like, oh this is a pretty woods right mm. we definitely have to come back during the daytime yeah <laughs> for
1: sure uh, that would be great um it's a white pine forest mostly so they're um pretty straight and they get up to 80 or 90 feet tall and um, then you sprinkle in just like oak maple and stuff like in between but the majority yeah. of the forest is the white pine so that's what you saw most of and that's what i deal with mostly <laughs> is making sure it's safe for everyone you know Yeah, i mean that's what we do now in the off season is all the dead wood any trees that need limbing or whatnot, uh, so that your camper and your family are safe <laughs> when you're right. camping with us. You know? The right. work
0: that people don't even see—you know—they just leave right, right, right. one season, come back the next, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs>
1: yeah, I get a lot of people towards the end of the camping season, like, "Oh, so you're like heading to Florida once after Christmas or something?" And it's like, "No, I'm uh, nope, working through the winter, right? Uh, I'm here, and I just call it. We take it after everyone's used it, and then bring it back and." shine it up and make it new for another season so absolutely it's definitely a blessing to have that off time from the consumer base because right. otherwise it would just like continue you would have to try to find a way to take down trees with campers and kids and all that stuff yeah, you, have to, the rest, you have yeah. to
0: people please from like right. april to november and then you're like
1: now i get to just like
2: work right right yeah <laughs> so how does the how's the business flow so is like, when's the busiest time of the month? Is it actually now getting ready for the spring or is it in the in the midst of camping season?
1: Um, so yeah, your July and August is the craziest time for yeah. sure. Oh, and your holiday weekend's in the summer. Memorial okay. Day, July 4th um, week and Labor Day, uh, Columbus Day. We're packed to the brim. Like a <laughs> couple thousand people and, uh, wow. and their guests and stuff like that. Yeah. Because we have... Um, just below 300 sites here, and so 105 of them are seasonals, and they stay from May 1st until Columbus Day, and uh, they they pay and they get that whole block, and then we have 175 um, transient sites, and those are just your weekenders or a week or a month or whatever. They just come in and go, and different parts of the season you get different people. Like in the fall, we get a lot of Canadians come down. They come come down right down the East coast and they come through Plymouth to see the rock and everything like that. So we get a lot, a lot of, um, tourists during that time. Cause they get their vacations then. But, um, I mean, May 1st, it's, it, we open but it's mostly just like a seasonal vibe for the first like two weeks or so because right. it's not warm enough for some people and whatnot and everyone's doing their graduations and <laughs> a, lot going on. a lot going on in that time but then memorial day hits and it hits hard <laughs> and heavy uh-huh. and you're just full all of a sudden and uh then it rides through father's day and we do all sorts of like events like then we have carnival weekend we have our fourth of july christmas in july you know so we have themed themed weekends that people return every year for um, that's awesome so we, we do a little bit of everything here um, and it's like having two separate jobs because right now like like we said um, I'm hanging out and it's just five guys and we just kind of do our thing and during the summer it's like alright full person, staff per- yeah, yeah. I, I go from five people to 36 wow. all right. you know what I mean so it's yeah. like alright now you got to organize all these people and make sure we're all working in the same direction here um which is a task in itself and you know yeah managing
0: people is definitely not easy easy. (laughs) there's so many personalities right i've i've uh before i left like my nine to five i was i was helping run 26 t-mobile stores okay and just like i wasn't even one of like the regional managers i was just teaching sales training and that enough like just trying to like uh change your training to personally fit somebody where they get it and they're going to do it and they're going to succeed at
1: it is like such a difficult task (laughs) definitely Definitely. because i work i have nine guys under me for my maintenance crew and like you said every single one is different Mm -hmm. so you got to find which which ways work for this guy and which ways work for that guy yep um sometimes you got to be hard on a guy and sometimes you got to be soft Mm -hmm. but um depends on the person and their work ethic you know and we unfortunately because it's seasonal we cycle through a lot of people so that makes it even harder so if I get someone that whatever is sophomore in high school or something like that and they have something that I can build off of I try my best to like hold on to them and Mm -hmm. give them their raises when they deserve it and make sure I tell them thank you at the end of the day or whatever and so I can Keep a few guys coming back because right, when poor. you get mm-hmm. just like a complete wash, you know what I mean. And it's like, all right, now I got like seven new dudes that like don't know what's going on here. Right, you <laughs> you got to train extra everybody. Extra stress, yeah. yeah. And it just it just gets to your head because, like you said, it's repetitive. I got to do it, mm-hmm. and it, you can't do it in like one big group and because, re- like, a lot of the stuff is situational. It's like whatever comes up. I just get a radio call, and it's like water's not working on this side or electricity's not working on this side so it's like when that situation arises i gotta be like hey guys come meet me here so i can show you what to do so i don't have to do it all yep. yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. Um, but yeah definitely
0: definitely challenges lots of challenges mm-hmm. um what do you think like your your greatest challenge that you've had to like overcome as you know being are you, are you a partial owner of pinewood
1: or um, so I, I'm, I'm the fourth generation family right now it's my dad and my two uncles they're a limited partnership um, so um, I do not have ownership you run the day-to-day um, type of stuff yes yeah, so I have over the last 10 years since I graduated college I have just it's actually given me a lot of freedom because they do stuff the way that they do stuff you yeah. know what I mean they've been yeah. doing it a long time and so Everything is kind of like taken care of when you look at the skeleton of it, you know what I mean? We can we can roll even without me, you know what I mean? Um, But so I've been able to reach out and tag some new things and reach our grasp or what we offer our customers with new things like I built a loyalty program for my customers that they can sign up for and then they get discounts or if we do specials in the store or something like that, they'll get a little email and it rolls through that. And um, I got a whole new reservation system up at the lodge because we were a little behind and I wanted the live, it's a live update like map online. So you can make a reservation or if you're making a reservation, he can let that site is like taken off. And you can see it, like, Drop it's off. pending, you know right. what I mean? And so so I wanted that live so everyone can be right on top of everything and there's no mix-up of, oh, well, we double-booked this site because she was on the phone with her and it was, like, patent paper kind of thing, you know what I mean? So it's just, like, Super I've been efficient. able to just, like, bring us up to uh, 2,000... <laughs> 19, 19 2019. yeah wow that's crazy to say that's the first time <laughs> we yeah, probably wow. said 2019 like a hundred oh, yeah. times already <laughs> yeah it's
2: it's gonna be a good year yeah that's good it's good to stay up to times and it's, it's sometimes it's hard because things change so fast oh my God, especially with camping maybe. I yeah.
0: feel like you know camping with the amount of technology that's around there's probably a lot of people that have probably never been camping in their life right and you have to kind of create some type of experience or, or, or some type of feeling for them to want to come here, right, basically. Exactly. What do you think like sets
1: you, Pinewood, aside from other campgrounds? Um, what sets uh, well, what our main like focus is is families. So we don't, we're not really your place where you come uh, with all your boys and kind of right. just like stay up all night and drink and stuff like that the security 24-7 you know what I mean they're on top of things we follow the rules in the town fires have to be out by midnight so we come around and we're not like just yeah. like it's not a you Socko know? River. right right <laughs> but and we're not but we're not also like oh just like put it out right now you know what I mean it's like you you put get, it out you, you get out yeah you <laughs> get your your warning and if yeah. you're like respectful and I come back around and the coals are spread and it's just coals burning and you might be still sitting there or whatever like we're not going to like come down on you, but if you're still hooting music playing, you know, playing cornhole at um, (laughs) 1230 at night, we're going to put a bucket of water on your fire. You know what I mean? Until you get inside (laughs) or pack it up. So that is within the immediate area. That is what's definitely sets us apart from the immediate area ones. uh, Because there's a couple other that, you know, that will take any customer. You know what I mean? And we really, really over the last... 60 years um we have changed from a mobile home park into a trailer park into a campground you know what i mean they all have different classifications on what size rigs you can have and you can't have any like structures without like wheels on it you know what i mean that are like permanent structures and stuff like that um we do the fieldstone fireplaces as i mentioned earlier um which, if you go anywhere towards the Cape from here, it's a truck tire rim that they roll out. And you know, went to a job <laughs> yard, like, how much for like a yeah. hundred of those? <laughs> Definitely. Um, so that's a huge draw for people, like, they just like, you know what, like, just when you have a crackling fire in that thing and the headstone. Is kicking the heat back at you and everything. Your roast and marshmallows is like, just like nothing better. <laughs> I mean, it's classic. And in the yeah. middle of the forest. Like, right. Just, right. You
0: guys, have. it seems like you've done a lot to not like touch the natural landscape as much as you yeah, can.
1: Exactly. Obviously. Definitely. Which is a huge, it's, it's, it's perfect for what we're trying to do, but it also, it has turned around and bit us in the ass sometimes. Um, because... When you have the forest, like, the forest doesn't quit. You yeah. Know I mean? <laughs> it grows, you know what I mean? And so, like, last March, we lost 150 trees in the, like, three nor'easters in yep. three weeks yeah. kind of thing going on. And so all my secondary power lines are torn down. My telephone poles are all snapped and everything. Right, know, right before your right season That ascension. kind of stuff. Yeah, right before my season set. <laughs> And so that kind of stuff, that's not covered by insurance. It's like your buildings and 300 feet around. So like the first pole away from your building. You know what I mean? So that's all like on us where we haven't been making money for four four months or so. You know, I mean, we haven't had people here. Yeah. And you got to try to just, like I said, and you try to just scrape it together, get everything safe and usable, and then we just used like the beginning of May to spit shine everything. Yeah. We were just like, sorry, <laughs> it's kind of rough out there. <laughs> we're doing our best. We're keeping it. Right. Up. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Tri- triage. Triage yeah. the issues. Right. Exactly. Um, so between those two things, I think that those uh, the family camping vibe and the fieldstone fireplaces are probably our biggest draw. And being very natural, right? Yeah,
0: yeah, definitely something I've noticed. Like between driving into other campgrounds and they try to like just
1: clear out as much as possible, right. like
0: yeah. just more room for people.
1: because well, like some of them they are just clear cut and yep. then they set up everything and then they just like plant some trees <laughs> like you know, yeah sort of, oh, you know.
0: that, we took all the all the trees We're off plant.
1: that campsite now let's plant one. Right. <laughs>
2: right. It's like um when when you're an entrepreneur, it's a lot of times it's like kinda of glorified where you kind of just see like the success of it. Right. Where people don't kind of see is like when shit hits the fan. Right. And it's yeah. like uh whereas when you're working in a nine to five, something goes wrong, you look to somebody, hey what do we do? Right. As an entrepreneur, it's right. like uh what do I do? Right. <laughs> you like, look yourself in the mirror. Like, what do I do? I, I can't put this on anybody. Right. This is, we gotta, we've gotta, got to really get through this. And as an entrepreneur, when did you really know that you wanted to kind of go in with your family business and kind of, this is, this is right. where I'm at, and not go into the safety
1: right. of so a regular job? When I, I, like, I was lucky enough to, like, have this behind me. So when I went into college, I literally was just like, all right. What does the world have to offer? You know what I mean? Because I do have kind of a fallback. Like if stuff doesn't work out, if I can't hack it in college, I didn't know what I was doing. You know what I mean? And so I went in there and I was just business undeclared because I knew that I wanted to. I've never, ever been a fan of really working for someone else. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And it was the same thing in college. Like they want you to do the internships and stuff and they're unpaid and whatnot. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I'm not doing that because... My time is worth more, like a lot more to than me. Zero. Than get, I don't work for free. Yep. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. I mean? It's just yeah. the point blank. Um, so, after a few years through college, I was I decided to concentrate on marketing because I have a real interest or passion on why people make certain decisions. You know, mm-hmm. what I mean, why they buy certain things, why they buy them mm-hmm. when, and stuff like that. So, I started going into that and when i was finishing up i had some connections and everything and i was going to go work for like enterprise in boston because it was like a great start off and everything and i was just going to try out the city thing but when it came down to it i was like why why am i trying to force things you know what i mean when i wake up every morning what what are my best mm-hmm. memories or my best like you know what i mean like and it came back oh at pinewood you know running around with my friends or whatever and then starting to work doing kids games down at lake park when i was like 12 years old and everything like that and um so it just came down to it it was like i don't want to wake up every day and be like oh fuck i gotta do this Mm -hmm. and i mean there's still days where you do that Mm because you're just like have a lot on your plate and you (laughs) don't really want to dig in but um to me it was just like now, when I wake up every day, it's like, all right, I'm working towards something that is like mine. At mm-hmm. the end of the day, I look back, I'm like, look at what I did. Right. It's not, I did this and my boss got <laughs> the credit for it. His name sitting at the bottom of it. You know what I mean? So, yep. and that's that's when I made up my mind. I was, I was given um, some time to um, try to create my own like spot here, like I said, create a few new things to bring in business and create more revenue because it's, it's a set thing. You yep. know what I mean? And there's already the three partners that have families and pay for it. So like you got, I had to, I was challenged to create more revenue to f- get paid. You right. know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like that's the biggest motivational thing that you could do for someone is don't just like hand him the ball and and just give it to him on a silver platter like prove yourself and then maybe right. you got a shot yeah. no eighth place trophies right <laughs> yep now
2: i remember we we ended up speaking uh a couple of months ago when i had a a, a farm and you had this idea of oh, right. bringing on this uh farmer's market inside of this right. complex mm-hmm. that's a, where did you come up with that idea that's absolutely brilliant
1: because I've always um, my dad has always he always has gardens with all sorts of different vegetables and peppers and onions and all that stuff and uh, so and I always thought like I mean like why why not I've always wanted a garden you Mm -hmm. know what I mean where I can like grow some stuff and you've always seen like the whatever the farm stand out on someone's front lawn and they just they just wake up and in the morning they set some stuff out there and they just, i mean it wasn't like it was just like something fun to do on your days off or whatever then yeah. maybe would continue on retired or something yeah, like that it's almost right? like a
0: passive way of gaining income right you know you already exactly. have the space you already have the clientele with right. the people here you know right if you can offer them fresh fruits and veggies while they're
1: camping like right. that's a <laughs> yeah, yeah. just do stuff that pertains to cookouts like going on the cob yep. and stuff like that, that that just like works out for the camping vibe mm. and like you said with the, the constant flow of new people every weekend you know what i mean right. like a, on an average weekend like 75 sites leave and then like the friday next uh, there's a hundred people coming in new people yeah. coming in yeah yeah so pe- um, people have got to eat. Right. And they're going to eat fresh food. And their the fresh yeah. produce
2: is huge. Right? Yeah. Oh, huge. E. Yeah. Um, coli free lettuce is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like uh, having a farmer's market in this is just right. perf- perfect. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, do you have anything planned
1: for, like have you got recruited uh, have you farm looked- stands and is there any special permitting that goes into that um, I I don't know so we well I mean we uh, we I have a whole function hall up there yeah. and that's how this whole place started was with that function hall my great-grandfather built it with his father from the trees that fell down during a hurricane here and they got it milled up and they built the original lodge and they do they, they do functions and weddings and all sorts of stuff Um, and then that turned into just plunking in a few sites with mobile homes on them and stuff like that, and then it just grew and grew and grew. Um, So we do all sorts of things up there, events that people come to. Um, My idea was for out on the end of the road, where my sign is, to put something out there on the end of the road almost Mm. because I want to also capture... Like coming down that main road when you turn right on the Pinewood Drive. Right, exactly. Right on that corner mm-hmm. of my sign sitting, I could put farm a booth there, i farm stand mm-hmm. there. Because then you can capture just the daily traffic too, the people that aren't camping with me. You know yes. what I mean? You might even be able to grab some campers from that. Like somebody could be driving by and be like, <laughs> "Right."
0: Oh. and then, you know, your person in the front could be like, oh, there's even more selection if you go further in. Right. And then yep. they go further
1: in and then they're like,
0: "Wow, oh, this place isn't nice. <laughs> Why don't we go camping soon? Yeah. You know, like, a lot
1: of people miss us because of that. Because yeah. there's a whole neighborhood first. Like a lot of the other campgrounds just bump right on the side of the road. You oh. can like see their main building or their yeah. gate or whatever. Um, so. I don't know there's so many signs in the world I guess people like I've met people that were like oh my god my friend just told me about this place I've lived in Plymouth for like 20 years and didn't even know it was here mm. and I'm like well to me like a marketer I'm like well that sucks yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. So we gotta work on that <laughs>
0: right yeah you think like with Camping signs on both directions, right. like it says Just camping Reflective and, feet, and everything, yeah. and then you pull, roll up on this giant 30-foot pinewood <laughs> sign, you think you might notice it. people are looking down their right. phone, let's be honest, they'll yeah. text and drive people. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so it seems like with this idea that you have, you might almost be like really better off as being like an aggregator, right. instead of having a bunch of different individual farm stands. Right just having okay you're a farmer you grow a lot of lettuce we'll have you you got apples mm-hmm. and just right. kind of picking everything right i could do your, something like that too your yeah. own
1: right your own, so you could just kind of it's like when we do the yard sale up there whatever yeah. people buy tables and mm-hmm. then they or put you tables could like
2: them.
0: um have like once a month farm stands where all the different farmers that supply you come out mm-hmm. with all their different products and then in mm-hmm. the meantime like you're saying aggregate everything so you have like 10 items that are like always on the menu from these different farmers right, you know? okay, yep. and then you could have them come out as it's almost like a thank you like hey thanks for supplying us right. now come out and do this mm. farmer's market right. event and they're going to advertise it to their people too and exactly. it's going
1: to be a lot of cross promotion <laughs> <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll be in competition with uh, quintals over here what is that quintals the quintals produce over in the industrial part. oh yeah They've got, like, a huge, like, indoor... You can go Friday, uh, Saturday and Sundays now, mm. and they still have, like, that's where... Winter my, market. Well, yeah. That's, that's It's because it's a giant, like, I don't know, <laughs> uh, <laughs> giant metal building. over in the industrial park, and they do the farmer's market inside. It's where Nicole goes to, like, get celery and all that stuff. Not mm. anymore. She's going to pine <laughs> <Yeah>. for herself. <laughs> <salad>, right?
0: <laughs> and that's it.
2: So a lot of times, uh, I was actually just talking with... Uh, my mother she owns a, a boxing gym and mm-hmm. she was telling us how like she's got like these different programs that she like try. some work some don't she ended up finding a like a program is there any kind of events or um, activities or anything that you kind of decided to try like it didn't work and then you tried one and like oh wow this is actually bringing in yeah. quite a bit of, of people like an event
1: right you know? um so yeah i mean like we try um that was another thing that when I first got out of college, I started with um, was try to update some of our themed weekends. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yes, we did a couple different things. I did um, whatever beer tastings with like a mean Greek kind of vibe, little hors d'oeuvres and everything. And that worked out for we've probably done it four or five years now. Um, my Luau was probably the biggest thing. Um, started out selling tickets for it and we did a whole catered like pulled pork meal and all that yeah. kind of stuff and everything and so and it worked out great um, but there was people who don't plan ahead or don't look at the stuff that uh, yeah. what's going on they come camping and then they're standing outside the fence or outside the door like oh I wish I could go in like and then they're asking you like oh what else is going on for the rest of us or whatever so so that was that was learning the first time we did that I was like all right all right so how look look over all the pieces how can we change this so it doesn't have to be like a closed off party it's like if you want to wander in and go back yeah. off eat dinner and mm-hmm. come back to the luau or something like that you can do it and it 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 evolved, you know what I mean, and it evolved to just like an open air with like a live like five piece band yeah. and like a huge bonfire going on. I get like blow up water slides and a dunk tank or whatever, you know. And, uh, yeah, and, and it just every year I add another piece to it. This year I tried to get like fire dancers, but they're okay. like they're like four hundred dollars for like a half an hour dance. Oh man, <laughs> you're like really not. Yeah. maybe not. maybe next year. Right? <laughs> And I was like a half an hour, whoa. But um yeah. <laughs> Do so. I get a two hour discount? Like <laughs> <laughs> um, stuff like Christmas in July is always a big hit. Santa mm. Claus is coming. And, <laughs> man, kids the kids love must that. be so confused. <laughs> um, so we take him on a ride around the park and rustle up all the kids and they come up, sing carols, get then Santa comes in and gives everyone a present or whatnot. And oh that, cool. That's always that's just awesome. like a huge, huge turnout for that my personal favorite is western weekend we do a whole like hay bales and line dancing or whatever (laughs) but we do a chili cook-off so everyone brings their own chili and enters it to win a gift card to pinewood and um it's just it's awesome people just like get together and they start going and everyone's tasting chili and voting and then leads into the line dancing and (laughs) The bar is open and everyone's just oh, going. You it's going to be a gassy it's, line dance. Oh, yeah. It gets warm in there. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's that's one of my favorites for sure there. And, that sounds um, like a lot of fun. It yeah. does, doesn't it? Yeah. Sounds like we yeah. might be there. Yeah, I mean, just like, even, out, if that. even if you're not, like, a seasoned veteran camper or whatever and you don't even have anything. Like, we have yurts, cabins, uh, mm. a full-size cottage with everything you got neat in it. Um, and got Wi-Fi Yep. all right there you here, go you know, that people like... Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> that means anybody could come here right. and have fun <laughs> exactly. and I mean 190 of our sites or yeah 190 of our sites have cable TV as well you know what I mean mm. so there is a little bit of everything here and um, everything I wouldn't want while I'm camping right <laughs> exactly. but, but other people
0: that's different if you're watching and you've right. never been camping and you live in the local area exactly I mean, try it out. It's an yeah. experience.
1: Have you, have you ever seen a yurt before? No. I don't you even... When like you a, said yurt, I was yurt. like, I didn't know... Is a, it, Alps. A, is it like <laughs> a type of boat? No. <laughs> oh, sweet. Um, I wish I had a picture. You're going to have to, like, piece in... Right. A yurt. What is a, a yurt? yurt. But literally, you build... So, the diameter is 16 feet. The ones that we have, you can get it up to, like, 36 feet or whatever. But you literally build this giant deck and you uh-huh. cut it in a perfect circle, right? Okay. And then the hard sides go up and the roof and it's just, it's clothed. It's a giant tent, like what, like the Eskimos stay in, you know what I mean? It has All like right. a, a leather-ish roof and with a dome that opens on the top. It That's has bunk really beds, cool. futon, table inside. It's like, it's like... If you're trying to, like, be a camper and, like, you want to, like, tent camp, but you don't want to, like, tent camp, only <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like sleep on a bed, there's a table and chairs, uh, all that stuff in there, power, you got uh-huh. a fire pit, a grill, sink, all that stuff. And it's just, it's been a cool hit because it's unique. You know? yeah. Yeah. Totally, yeah. yeah. I thought it was like some sort of Pocahontas canoe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. I had no idea. That sounds really interesting. Yeah. You kind of get the, the best of both worlds. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's what I love about entrepreneurship is that you got to like think outside the box. You realize, okay, mm-hmm. we're doing things this way and this is working. But what else is there? What's untapped? Right. It's that constant right. mental game of...
0: we're just talking about that like the uh how did we word it in the car just living between that space of like being in complete danger and taking a risk (laughs) you you just got to live like somewhere in the middle like not risk at all but don't not risk anything like just teetering that line like we're good we're good (laughs) it's it's that that finite skill yeah, yeah balancing and everything out and definitely it's not an easy skill to have <laughs> no no it sounds like you guys are
1: innovating a lot here though yeah it? um we've definitely grown over the 60 years a lot and um it's you got to go with the industry itself i go mm-hmm. every couple of years and Arvik is like the national Campground Association. They have like five thousand members or so, mm. and so it's all the way from coast to coast. And you go out to one of their conventions, and you just meet people from everywhere that own campground. Mm. And you ask them it, how they do things. Some have like giant like fields where they do like Woodstock type events, where like all these bands it. come, yeah. and, pe- and you know what I mean. And then some yeah. of them have just like huge like thousand acre farms that like it's just minimal you like yeah. they don't have any power you you your camper does everything on its own you know what i mean and you just go stay out on the prairie you like see for, like ever. you know yeah and so you talk to all these people and it's just like really cool and it's that's that's how you stay along with the ride is you find out oh you've done this before i was mm-hmm. thinking about like whatever doing wi-fi in my park like what do yep. you use you know what i mean mm-hmm. and then You you just find all sorts of new ways to, um, like you said, innovate the stuff that we're doing here. um, Just just by sitting down, having a beer at the bar with some of these people, you know Mm -hmm. what I mean. And it's just like those things are super valuable um, because you learn things from over the past five years. They've just been making these campers bigger and bigger mm-hmm. and bigger and bigger they're like 42 feet now is like some of like the massive they mm-hmm. got they got full washer dryers in them they got a tub in in the, in <laughs> wow. the oh i'm not even kidding granite countertops i've seen this one uh you, you know those provost buses they're yeah. like the tour buses that like singers and stop, stuff sure. use. yeah mm-hmm. Well, they make camper ones too, and uh, this thing comes pulling in. It's 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 about like one point three million dollar bus. You know what I mean? No big yeah. deal. And I had to stop by because I see the guy out there, and I don't know what I'm looking at because <laughs> it's like this giant motorhome, and he's doing something on this giant tray, probably about the size of this table, maybe even bigger. And I'm like, is that one of? And it's like the engine, the engine of it. This giant bus slides out on this huge tray so you can work on it and fix it and stuff like that. Whoa. That's and I was like... And he, <laughs> what? And this dude's like, like whatever, like 70 years old or something like that. So he's not like doing any heavy lifting. He presses a button Jeez. and the engine... <laughs> like like, oh, let me do it. Let me do it. I'll change.
2: Press this button. Right. right. Look at that thing. and You think, is Elton John going to step right. out of it? Right. <laughs> crazy.
1: But they... These two couples that had matching buses or whatever—they sold their houses, they retired, and wow. they were traveling. They just That's awesome. went and lived for Gas wherever expenses. they wanted for years. You know, because right. I mean? they had this massive mansion on wheels. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they make them incredible nowadays. It's—it's uh, it's not like what it used to be at all. Because <laughs> right. then they're demanding all the. I mean, for all that stuff, you got to have power. Yeah. You know? Slap some solar panels on that bad boy and call right. it a day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, and then they turn on the air conditioner and <laughs> that don't work, you know. Yeah. That's, that's, the, that's the biggest problem that we run into now, is just trying to stay up with the changes in the, the rigs themselves. Because your AC takes 17 amps and your microwave takes 13. If you're on a 30-amp hookup site, there's that's your that. 30 amps yep. right there. So mm-hmm. then my uh, wife turns on the hair dryer <laughs> everything just popped. You know I mean? yeah so that's why we try to like upgrade and try to make sure you got something like some sites 50 amp so that those giant rigs can get mm-hmm. on and mm. at least power because like those giant buses they had three air conditioners that ran yeah. down I'm not, like, it was yeah, nuts real, it was the it's real deal. <laughs> <laughs> right um so you got to stay ahead of that stuff. Otherwise, they just come in and break everything and they have a miserable time. So mm-hmm. if you don't have the amenities to support it, like we have all those pull-through sites and that's for that. It's for, you got a 38-foot bus with your car trailer on the back towing a car. You know what I mean? You can pull right in and you're good to go. Yep. Like in other places... You gotta like loop around, detach your car and car trailer, like back into the site and then find a spot for your car and car trailer, you know what I mean? So yeah. we saw that coming though, you uh-huh. know what I mean? We try You try to stay ahead of that stuff um, just by paying attention to the manufacturers. Yeah. Because they're making these things and they don't They don't care about us, you know what I mean? They don't, they're just like, oh, if you ain't got a place to put them, you ain't got a place to put them. You know what I mean, just buy them, you know what I mean? <laughs> Um, so we gotta make sure that there's a spot for someone to put them. Otherwise, right. they're gonna go elsewhere.
2: So keeping up with the uh, the manufacturing of those those rigs is that something that you learned from those uh, like talking to other campground owners? Because that's that seems like like one of the my favorite things that you mentioned is that it's like a team, mm. and it's it's sort of like. Um, the evolution of like anything, like food, like oh France, you guys make great bread. I'm gonna use that, and mm-hmm. oh, look, you guys can make some quiche. That's incredible. I'm gonna take some of that, right. and it's almost like um, growing as a business is so something that we've learned is that you can do things by yourself, but it's gonna be a massive learning curve. Right. Whereas if you you take on somebody with different skills and someone who's been experimenting in different avenues, and everybody works together, you start.
1: Skyrocketing,
2: right. exactly. Is that is that something that you've learned from?
1: Yes, it's more the national things because you're not in direct competition with most of those people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, so there were like I give mean, up all, a little more secrets, right? Right, <laughs> and I mean, like we have. I'm I'm on the board for the Massachusetts Campground Association, so like we have our own state one as well, and all of the campgrounds still work together because me, if I want a law changed or uh, this doesn't work out, or my town has a certain ordinance for certain things or whatever. The only way you're going to get something done is by having a shit ton of money mm-hmm. and people together to fight this together. You, you go there and try to put up your case to, <laughs> to get a law change, oh, no. so they're just going to be like, all right, next. You know yep. I mean? So you got to like, hire lobbyists and like do all that rigmarole to like actually make something happen. So... At those national ones, they make 20 groups is what they're called. And it's about 20 different parks that come together. None of them are in direct competition, so... This one might be from Louisiana, and it has a water park attached to it. You know what I mean? So it has nothing to do with, like, my little, like, family camping up in Massachusetts. And then there's one right off Gettysburg down in Virginia. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And he has a massive store because he sells all the little trinkets, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, from, from Gettysburg, you know? And so none of them that are in direct competition, you get together, and that's what you do, is you bring up issues, uh, questions, and and people can... I met this one guy, he... Um, he, he does very wild uh, rental units. Hmm. And he was talking about he had just bought an airplane. Uh-huh. Like, not <laughs> a giant one, but an airplane. No, en- no engines, so it's a bit cheaper when you don't have, yeah. like, engines and everything attached to it. And he was putting it on a site, and he was custom building in a bed, and uh, it had a little bathroom and stuff like that. And he was going to make it into a little, like, honeymoon like a, it's unique you yeah know I mean? you haven't seen anything like no, that. that i'll, I'll stay it that's
2: instagram worthy for sure right. Right? <laughs> exactly that's so, easy promotion
1: so i've uh, like just those kind of things really intrigue me because that's that's like you said like how many people have like stayed in a rental unit you know, that's, that's an airplane you you send that out to your friends and you're like oh that's sick where is that exactly you know um, I've seen people like take trolley cars, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, and they refurbish the inside and set it up, and, that's so sick. and it's just like it's cool. So you, you you see these things, like people actually doing these things, and uh, you're like, so yeah, that's I'm not crazy, you know, yeah. that's a, it actually might be a good idea. You yeah. know, we're gonna get you like a mock
2: Mayflower. <laughs> right. there, you go. there you go, Mayflower yeah. three. Right? I don't know. How many How many are out there now? <laughs> this is like the, May, the Mayflower that's in the water
0: now is like either two. Did or they bring three it new... back yet? I don't know. I don't know. No, Probably it's like in the spring. Yeah. Where so does it go? It was like went, a shipyard.
1: It went down to Connecticut, yeah, because that was the only place that um, had the uh, docking mm. and the artisans that, because it's you got to work ship. with that wood and that old school. Like they're like literally like peeling that, <laughs> staining uh-huh. it, and doing all the. That it has to be done historically correct you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i was kind of as just like like i love plymouth you know what i mean and i would love to work with businesses and stuff around here and i just thought it was a huge miss by the town of plymouth because if you had dry docked that somewhere in plymouth cordage park when nothing's going on or something like that and had the artisans work. you could literally sell tickets to that stuff yep you know what i mean I, w- I would go down to see those guys like like i said like they're doing it like the old school authentic way yeah of bend like bending the boards around the ship and everything and like just putting it all back together getting ready for 2020 coming up because that's our 400th anniversary oh yeah huh. yeah it's gonna be a crazy year <laughs> all around all around oh, yeah they got they got That's cru- gonna be a big year for you twenty twenty. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking about that. Like They, damn, got, this- they got cruise lines coming from England and everything and it's it's gonna be You gotta figure gorgeous. out the huge innovation for twenty twenty that's gonna make right, everybody come right. here. I need, <laughs> I need like fifty more rental units. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, so um, I thought that was a huge miss by them yeah personally yeah I and that's the it.
2: entrepreneurial mind right. you always kind of looking like oh you can make money that way oh yeah there's
1: there's the opportunity yeah, right. right there <laughs> you can always see it. yeah yeah definitely definitely that's definitely the way i've just like uh trained myself is like look at something uh analyze it and like like you were saying earlier you got to live on that line right there uh, if the risk too much and not enough mm. you know what i mean but so i always every situation it's what's the risk what's the reward reward? and is it worth it (laughs) you know what I mean um so even the smallest things like I used to ski all the time you know what I mean and it came to a point where it was like I don't have the best right knee and stuff like that but it came to a point where I, I really enjoy this I love it it's beautiful you know what I mean but do I want to be like to crippled fast. or something okay, like that? Don't want to of my <laughs> Is, is the to risk back. worth the reward? And it, no. it was just a, finally I was like, I'll save it for when I got kids or something like that, right. and we'll go skiing again. It's, you yeah. know, what I mean, I don't need to go out and <laughs> do it right now. That's and, incredible that you yeah. brought
2: that up because that's something we were literally I was just, just thinking. About we were that. just talking about in the car about, like, we were talking about motorcycles. You kind of like there's there's a line where you take like okay I do enjoy taking risks right but I want to make sure that they're not going too far, too <laughs> not going to kill me <laughs> yeah, be, right. be really really safe about right. it and you you make those decisions and I we think like as you get
1: older right you kind of like you are wiser definitely. yeah you're like you you understand I mean yeah. you know? before you, the only way you learn is when you hit that wall head on you're like oh that was a bad idea <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then you become an adult and have right. kids
0: even like I know right. when I had my first my son, it just like changed me. Like everything was like, whoa, right. that could hurt me, <laughs> you know. Definitely. And uh, actually, kind of transitioning to that because we've talked about it. It's kind of been a common theme in this this past few podcasts. How do you feel like? Because you did recently have a child mm-hmm. in October. Yep. Congrats again. Thank you. She's adorable. Appreciate it. And uh, how do you think that? How, how do you feel like that's affected your life? And how has like being your own boss been like either a, a
1: Uh, it's gotta be a benefit it's gotta be a benefit because yeah I've already talked to you about it it literally it literally changed everything like from the moment like even while they were still in the hospital and I went home to like feed the dog and bring the blanket home for the dog to smell and stuff like that like just hopping in the car again to like drive for the first time it just like hit me it felt weird you know what Mm -hmm. I mean it felt like I'm 16 and a half again, and I just got my license, and I just got my first car. And it just, like, reset everything. It was a very weird feeling, you know what I mean? And then I, like, just, like, getting home, and (laughs) I actually took a nap for a little while because I hadn't slept for, like, 48 hours. But then, so that, it changed a lot as far as perspective, you know what I mean? Your perspective has changed because now it's not like, so when you go to risk something before, it was just like, oh, well, if this happens, if it doesn't work out, I'm just fucked. Mm-hmm. Right? You yeah, know I mean? yeah. Now it's like, oh, wait, now I got to think twice because there is definitely, like, there's, there's always repercussions, mm-hmm. no matter if you <laughs> don't have kids or not. But now it's like direct. Yeah. yeah, it's like it can directly affect her and what she's trying to do. Um How's that affected, like, your schedule? Because you seem like you're really busy with everything. Yeah, yeah. So, I've, I've been super busy, um, but it's gotten better, again, like you said earlier, when it, when things become regular. You know what I mean? Once you get, like, a schedule in, and you've done it for, like, four or five weeks, you're like, all right. Now, okay, it's Monday again. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's <we> go. go. <laughs> Here we go. And so... Um, being my own boss is, is an absolute blessing when it comes to that because, and living close to where I work also or, is or a blessing on where you work. Yes, <laughs> because I get to go home for lunch and see my baby girl and yeah. have lunch on my couch and just kind of unwind for a bit and then go back to work. You right. know what I mean? um, during the summer, if I'm on call from 2 to 1 o'clock in the morning doing security and stuff. I can go home at seven seven thirty and like put my daughter to bed, mm-hmm. and that's that's huge to me. Oh yeah, it's big. It's a giant giant benefit to me. So that's why, um, we currently like rent at that house at the end of the street from my family, but I'm trying to get a more solidified home mm. on the property mm-hmm. as well, um, so that I can be here and do those things. It's like you, you don't. I never really like thought about it when i was a kid and my dad would get to come home and eat dinner with me and like do that kind of i just thought that was like normal you yeah know i mean and then you like meet all sorts of different people with all different stories and you realize that wow like a lot of people either maybe not didn't have a dad or their dad didn't work from 7 a.m to 8 p.m and they were already in bed or whatever you know what i mean and all that kind of stuff and it was like wow that actually is like it means a lot to me, you know mm-hmm. what I mean, to to be able to do those things. Um, and it's helped out a lot in case something comes up. If something comes up, just, I'm just, if Nicole's mom's watching the baby, I'm like, anything goes wrong, I'm two seconds down the road, you know yep, what I mean? And I can literally come home we, can, we nice. can figure it out, you know what I mean? Um, so, having that, again, huge, and I... <laughs> Thank God that my grandfather and great-grandfather and everything had the drive and had the gumption to do it because my grandfather worked 40 or 50 hours a week for Verizon Phone Company in Boston, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and he'd drive home, and whatever, and he'd mow down some food, work for a few more hours till like nine, ten o'clock at night, yep. and then work on the weekends in, in, in the park, you know what I mean? Yeah. And try to, like, again, it was a lot smaller, you know? Mm. But... Again, that takes a hell of a lot more work than I've ever put into anything, to tell you the truth. You know what I mean? Um, but definitely been blessed to that kind of <laughs> right, right, How do I build <laughs> a log cabin? <laughs> just like, yeah, well, that's wood from the hurricane looks like
0: it'd be good for a cabin. <laughs> Let's do that. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Different times. Much you know? different times. But, you
2: know, I, I get the vibe that even if you weren't given the opportunity uh, to sit in the seat that you're sitting in now... If you just kind of, yeah. all right, I'm working this nine to five, You, I feel like you would you would kind of use your time sparingly and you would be like, okay, how do I get out of this? Right. What yeah. can I do? How right. can I make money so Without that? Without a doubt. Yeah.
1: Uh, I hate monotony. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, like, I mean, there's stuff here that I have to do. Like, you sell over 5,000 wood bundles every, every summer or something like that. So, who, who do you think bundles all those bundles? You know what I mean? Me and mm-hmm. my guys. And that's just, like, one of those things where you're like, Oh my God! <laughs> it's right. like being the dude on the manufacturing line that just like punches one one single hole and slides it down. You know, <laughs> like, that would drive me insane. Uh-huh. I can't do that. And that's the other thing about this job is it's like having two separate jobs. Hmm. So in the winter, yep, I'm Monday through Friday, yeah. eight to five. You just come in, get as much work done as you can, go home, and, and do your thing. I got weekends off in the summer. It depends. I have Wednesdays and Sundays off last summer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I have Mondays and Fridays on call. You know what I mean? So, like, those are my night shifts. And so it gives you a whole different vibe. Completely Mm -hmm. different vibe. Because now it's that rough, tough, just, like, try to deal with the winter. Try not to get depressed about it. You yeah, know, it's freezing out there. Uh huh. And then the summer is just like busy, buzzle. You just like people. Goes about and like like I like this. Said, yep. Yeah. It's just it's so fast because mm-hmm. like you don't even like some days you don't even get a minute. You know what I wow. mean? Because it's like whatever, like I said, water, electricity, anything could go wrong when you got 300 sites and mm-hmm. a couple thousand people hanging around. You mm-hmm. know. I can't find my daughter. You know what I mean? You yeah. got to call Code Adam and close down the gates and like shut everything down. You know what I mean? I code Adam. Yep. <laughs> um, I yeah. always thought that was offensive. Why do they have yeah. to name it after me, man? Like, why do, why do I got to be the missing <laughs> kid? I don't want to be the missing uh, kid. <laughs> you're the safety word. Yeah. Pineapples. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, so, it, it's it's the, re- really cool.
2: The seasonality sounds like really nice and that's actually why I got into farming. Yep. Because I, uh, I'm kind of like picking up vibes that the entrepreneurial style of people, they get bored very easily. And, but they also get like really obsessed with things. Yes. So you get like, I can't wait to do this all the time. Right. And then at the same time, you're like, okay, I've had enough of this. Right. I want to do right. this now. Right. And sometimes you go back. And did right. you find like, as, as a kid, did you get
1: like a, really passionate
2: about some things and then like really bored with other things
1: and so I mean I've uh, I mean, I have a good case of ADHD huh. um, yep. so that is I feel like,
0: like almost every good entrepreneur yeah, has I that feel like it, I feel like <laughs> yeah. it too
1: um, so when I was like whatever uh, elementary school I just pretty much like smashed it and just was like fucking crazy you know <laughs> Yeah. and um, blue. No! <laughs> right, like the grade column and, and and through middle school that's when like the doctors are like giving you your adderall and all that shit and mm-hmm. you're just like, Whoa, on this roller coaster of life because you don't know what's going on with yourself and, yeah. and they mistrust essentially. exactly what it is. And then so and then I got to high school and um yes, I I found very, very, very quickly that um There was a lot of just white noise is what I call it when it comes to... Uh, like school, like schooling and stuff. You know, what I mean, there's a lot of just like, ah, and not not enough focus on like what actually matters in life, which you don't find out until afterwards. Yeah, you know, right. Like, yeah, there's no uh, tax class, <laughs> right? Like, when when honestly was the last time you used a squared plus b squared equals c squared? You know what I mean? Like they would shove that shit like down sophomore your year of high school probably. <laughs>
2: <Right>. <laughs> Who needs Shakespeare? Come on! Why do I put so much time into this? Right. And yeah. so,
1: what I would do in in school, even in, through college, I mean, I was a C B student with a sprinkle of A's and a sprinkle of D's, or <laughs> fails or whatever you want to call. It. But I never. It was like that's that's all I, that's all all I need to get through this. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, no one is gonna give a shit if you got an A in chemistry in high school yep. once you're older. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm. And so I I just, I just found that out early, that that stuff wasn't going to get me where I wanted to be. Yeah. So I just did what I needed to do to get what I through and spent my time elsewhere on other things that mattered to me. You know what I mean? And that were going to help me out down the line yep. or whatnot. And um, I definitely learned like... Um, the um, uh, the striving or like trying to continually like obsess about something like something that in- definitely interests you I got that definitely from my father because yeah. he has always just like grabbed a hold of something that is either like a thorn in his side or something that interests him and it's just like full throttle at mm-hmm. that push the rest of the stuff to the side we'll get back to that later you know and I mean um so i I was
0: just thinking of a world where our adult life was based on our high school grades yeah (laughs) how shitty that would be (laughs) most of us that had terrible grades in high school like my gpa was like 2.0 like Mm. that i'm just i suck i suck at school
1: and uh now look at me mama look at me now (laughs) no yeah that it's uh the The testing and all that stuff was never my strong suit Mm. either. So, Mm -hmm. and it was like, how how can you just like uh, base like make a judgment on me based on this one single day? You know what I mean? Like, what if I was having a bad day? Yeah, it's like saying you're gonna judge my my whole work experience on this one shitty day that I had, or whatever. I Right. it's kind Carter unfair <laughs> <And then, laughs> mcast get yeah. out of here <laughs> right. yeah that was uh, that was all just like like I said it's noise they, of, right. I remember mcast
0: they used to get mad at me because I would be like the first person done they're like are you sure you don't want to look it over I'm like nothing's gonna change yeah. I don't give a shit about this yeah. and then I would have one of the highest scores and they're like did you cheat? I'm like, how do you cheat on an MCAS? <laughs> like it's a standardized test. There's yeah. no answer sheet. <laughs> uh-huh. Like the, I feel like in high school people were like, af- teachers were like afraid to admit that a student was smart. Yeah. Like I only had like two teachers I remember that would pull me aside and be like, why do you suck so bad at school when you're so smart? And I'm yeah. like, huh
1: you know like it's because they couldn't grab the the it when it's standardized like that people learn and see things differently I mean, and yep. every single person in that room and when you put 35 kids with one teacher in the room she's got to play to the middle ground she's exactly. no choice you know what i mean so if you excel you're left out if you don't excel you're left out you yep. know what i mean and so it's just that you gotta whatever if there's 30 people you gotta Capture the 20 and sorry to the 10 you know mm-hmm. what I mean? and that's why I think the schools should be like tech schools I think the tech schools are a great idea and Everyone it's not like a choice. Everyone should learn some sort of tech so that Even if you get out and you're like, oh, I can't I'm not gonna do the college thing you have you have some value in your hands or if it's doing editing videos or whatever it is mm-hmm. from the tech school to put back In into life, life and yeah. start off with something. So you said before that I, it really stuck with me. I really
2: liked it. And it kind of ties into what we were just talking about is that you you almost rather wake up wanting to do something, not having to do it. And that's what like kids these days really need is to like find a passion when they're young. Like, wow, Susie really likes to draw. Like, mm-hmm. Draw. Right. <laughs> God, just take do more, it. Right. Take more art classes. Screw uh carpentry that's not your right. vibes yep. and it kind of like everybody's different it's just a matter of finding i think the tech schools are the way to go right.
1: uh, then you have some sort of like skill Yeah. i mean you're, you're not just like dumped out into society and be like oh well i can maybe be a cashier or something like that mm-hmm. i guess it's like all right well at least i can do this for now until i figure out what i really want to do and um back with with that though where they need to find <laughs> they need to find what they want to do rather than what is like oh just like there in yeah. front of them mm-hmm. i feel like so many people are just like well this is easy They're like this is just sitting here trying to me. like why don't mm-hmm. we just do that and i mean and it's like they don't they don't know. They're not exposed to enough of it. They don't challenge themselves. Right. I think back
0: to like, I used to, I, I still love video games, admittedly, but I used to love, love video mm-hmm. games. And I used to be pretty, pretty damn decent. at <laughs> yeah. them. And I am so pissed at you, mom and dad, <laughs> that you guys didn't encourage me to play more video games because there are literally millionaires right now because of video games. Right. So, like, that's what I think of, like, going into parenting. You know, like, I want to make sure my kids follow what they love to do and want to do. Like, you do have to still guide them the right way. Like, no, you can't just sit there and smoke pot and (laughs) and play video games (laughs) moderately. Like, are you good at them? Cool, pursue it. You're not, maybe you shouldn't play them as much. You know, like, if you have a skill in something, like, when you see that in your kids, and it seems like, you know, your, your dad and your parents really, like, Honed in, like encouraged you right. to have these special skills, like marketing and thinking outside the box, and that's so important to do as like as a
1: parent. I feel like. See, I also feel like to me, if you go back to like the artist example you had there, mm-hmm. um, in Dartmouth they had a big art art major thing going on, and I just feel like you can kind of tell. I mean, yes, you definitely want to take some art classes to like hone your skill set and whatnot. Yep. But most people like have the talent to like draw or do art, you know what I mean? And you just like have it; it's like n- kind of natural. And so I always felt like those kids, instead of like going to co- like college to take those classes, you could always fine tune your skill set like after getting a degree. Mm. I think they should have like been in business school mm-hmm. because a lot of them. Yeah, now you got a whole room for full of your art. But how do you sell it? How do you turn right. that to money? Uh-huh. And that comes down to business. So there's a lot of things that I feel like that where, whatever you're a you're a great singer, you play the guitar really good. I don't think you should be going to like music school. Yeah. Really. Yes. You need to figure out how do I get my music into every single person's hand. Yeah, I mean? right. So you should be like a business or whatever form of business it comes down to. But I think it's like a huge thing that people like should just. When they don't know what they're doing, they're just like, "Oh, I'm going to college. I'm going to be undeclared right now." Well, it's a lot of money.
2: Let me get, <laughs> let me get into debt because I don't know what. to right. do. That's exactly.
0: <laughs> kind of what it's kind of like a system that, that traps us. Like you're talking about going to music school.
1: So they've essentially said,
0: "You're talented. Come here. We're going to make you more talented." Right. And,
1: mm. I, and really, all you're paying for is their connections after the fact. True. That's why you got like those big big name schools and stuff. They. You pay the 50, 60 grand a year to go there. But how much different could the curriculum honestly be yeah. between being a business major at Harvard or a business like I mean, yes, you're dealing with certain professors that have accomplished a whole shit ton sure. and whatnot, but deep down the roots of the business is the business. Yeah, you know, it's it's business. <laughs> you know, it doesn't change like it's not that big a stroke. So at the end it's like Oh, I've done these internships with these big name companies mm-hmm. and they've written a recommendation to this other yeah. bit and then you get in, you know, because sure. it, it all flows together. So you're pretty much paying for the name. But I always thought, like, if it's you so were going to do that, do two years of, like, like a state school, community school, transfer up, only pay for two years of that mad expensive yeah. stuff and it's still on your diploma at the end. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> oh, they were
2: smarter yeah, in the right? beginning. I know, like, a lot of times, sometimes colleges can really mess up artists because I know specifically with writers mm-hmm. say you have an English class and there's one professor who's grading 30 papers and he's teaching all of his students yeah. pretty much the same voice like he's he wants 30 of himself in a paper right. because he's got to grade all yeah, those papers exactly. where that's completely going against the grain for right. every single kid in that entire classroom and that's yep. that can be really
1: like yeah like, like a, it, a wheel through sand <laughs> right <laughs> Yep, definitely because then you just rob their creativity yep. out of the whole entire thing so now it's just like and they're broke right that that whole thing is another story i mean you get teachers like that i mean you can you can tell right off the bat you're like all right i'm enough to like do everything the way that they want to see it even though it's not like technically how i would do it <laughs> you know yeah. like, like math class or whatever you'd bang out the problem and she's like where's all your work i want you to like split it all out you know what i mean mm-hmm. should have a page full of work here would you do oh, And it's like <clears throat> i can yeah. do it again in my head for you right, right now exactly if you want out, why didn't you write all that out because oh, i want to see it <laughs> all
0: right, uh, right so you just want me to do more so, work for absolutely no reason right right <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so I think uh,
1: that's probably a good place to wrap up. This has been an amazing awesome. yeah, conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I appreciate it guys. Like uh, I look forward to following you guys and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah. yeah. So if you want to, uh, where, where can people find, find you? Oh, okay. Uh, the website is uh, com, And uh, we're also on Facebook. You can look us up on there. We're on Instagram as well. If you want to check out some pictures and stuff like that. Um, and uh anything def- special that you got planned coming up for this season that you could talk about yet um well yeah we're shaking up some of our activities i don't have definites but we have uh, uh, hopefully a few few new themed weekends and whatnot nice. Um we're getting a few new rental units in uh sometime this winter so look out for those on online as well They'll the reservations will be opening sometime in march for those i believe and Preference. um yeah hope you come and find us awesome. awesome it's been such a pleasure thank you appreciate it thank
0: you so much yeah make sure you guys uh subscribe to our channel if you haven't already or subscribe to youtube wherever you're watching this and uh we'll see you soon we'll see you in the next one peace